If it's happening now, we're talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. Lou Periano is with us, president of the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington and with us now. Lou, thanks for your time. Hope you're well. Happy New Year. Afternoon. Happy New Year to all your listeners as well. Lou, obviously we've seen prices uh, go through the roof in the last uh, little while, the the latter stages of the pandemic and such, uh, down 9% now. Is this a concern or is this just a natural correction of things? Well, it's not natural. uh, The the unnatural part is that it's government interference uh, as usual uh, in the market uh, by raising the interest rates, uh, you know, in an unprecedented fashion and a steep curve upward, they've, they've done uh, they've done what you see today. And uh, what goes up must come down. Uh, I think it's re- interest rates will come down in the uh, foreseeable future. And so uh, I think uh, the demand is always going to be there for, for housing. It's still there. We've got increased immigration coming, a whole bunch of other stuff that is going to keep prices uh, firm, I believe, and, and not, uh, not really going anywhere too far from where they are now. So this is less stabilization and more policy, the result of those higher interest rates. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, there's an inverse relationship between interest rates and prices. Uh, throughout the years, you you know, you can, it's palpable, you can trace it. So, uh, you know, interest rates will come back down. However, I don't think they're going to come back down to exactly what they were before, but, uh, but close enough that... Uh, um, there, and there's other things that the government can do to, you know, stop the pain that do, won't cost them anything and would help consumers. For example, they could go with a 40-year amortization for mortgages rather than the current 25 or 30-year limits. Uh, they could uh, scrap the stress test, which unfairly blocks out young buyers. Uh, the stress test uh, has been eliminated in England. The Bank of England did about two months ago. So unless we're a whole lot smarter than than they are, maybe we should have a look at that as well. Um, there's a, there's a number of things the federal government can do from a tax perspective to get more properties on the market. Um, got to do with capital gains tax. If you happen to own a triplex for the last 10 years, you may be reluctant to sell it because it'll attract the tax. But in some jurisdictions, they say, look, at as long as you're going to reinvest that money in a greater or equal price tag for another property, we will defer that tax. So there's lots of stuff the government can do if they just want to, you know, give give their heads a shake and say, hey, uh, this isn't working for, for most of our, you know, most of our people that are voting for us. Uh, obviously, high inflation, uh, higher interest rates. There's been chatter of a recession. Many have said it won't be the same because the employment rate's so high. And you have to think it has to be the same for the housing industry because again no matter what the prices do there's still a vast shortage of houses and as you mentioned uh up to a half a million immigrants scheduled to come in to relieve the labor shortages that we have and we need to bring them in however how is how is that going to add to the situation we can barely supply the people that we have what's it going to be like with that extra stress yeah, I think some of the things you want to do is you know if you have an interest in the market other than just a general uh, interest uh, specific one, you know, call one of our members, <clears throat> excuse me, and find out what's going on in your neighborhood. Our statistics are able to go right down into, you know, block by block analysis of what's going on. And so <clears throat> in terms of how is it going to affect, uh, clearly it's going to put more stress on the market. And and so, you know, 
I had the privilege of listening to uh, CIBC chief economist Benjamin Tull twice mm. in the last 60 days, actually. And although he's changed his forecast a little bit, he's now calling for interest rates to come down in maybe the first quarter of 24 rather than the third quarter or fourth quarter. <clears throat> but the other thing he said was that during the pandemic, everybody thinks there was no immigration. He said there was actually 400,000 people that immigrated to Canada, yeah. uh, but none of them came from out of the country. In other words, they were all students who had been offered the chance to uh, apply for uh, residency. So now, now you're probably going to have those same students plus a whole bunch of other people. So you tell me what's going to drive price prices further down. I can't think of anything. Do you think, um, uh, again, the, the demand for more immigration, the need for more immigration is going to speed up housing policy in any way? Because, you, you know, we've got a problem without that even into the, in, in the mix. And then you add that into the mix. It just where is this going to go? Yeah, well, it already has. Right? Doug Ford has already lost his sense of humor and he's uh, he's put into place a very aggressive uh, measures to make sure that we do have. Uh, housing uh, at least started. At least that's the, what he's trying to do. Whether it'll be successful or not is another issue. But um, one thing I'd like to clarify too: you often hear uh, on the media and on talk shows that about the green space yep. and about farmland going away. Uh, what people should know is that the urban boundary is not the same thing as green space as mm-hmm. as uh, protected areas. Um, the urban boundary is simply a, a place on the map where the city has said, we're not going to build any more houses right now beyond this street. Not necessarily have anything to do with arable land. So please don't confuse the two when you hear them and don't don't panic that, you know, uh, anybody's trying to give away or, or, you know, starve us to death. That's not the issue. And the urban boundary has been expanded in Hamilton recently and it's going to help. But these things takes these things take three to five or ten years to get on the market. Hmm. And, you know, many are saying, uh, don't expand the green belt. Uh, you've got all this other area, but then nobody's building in the white belts either, as you're saying. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, we're no, nobody wants to see farmland uh, go the way of the Dodo Berg and, 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 you know, starve to death. But that's not what we're that's not what we're uh, advocating no. for. There is land to build on. Uh, there are government buildings. There are plazas. There are brownfields. There, there's a whole array of uh, options to get things started. Lou Periano with us, president of the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington, on where we are in the housing market at this point. Lou, thanks for the time. Be well. Hey, happy new year to everybody. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.